When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes. Yes. Jackson, welcome to 2024. God, it's good to be back. Mm, feeling good. I sensed sarcasm. That's what I sensed there. But then again, you are so pure of heart that I don't know if you have that in your repertoire. No, for real. Like, you know, I know some people after a long break from work can be uh, nervous is the wrong word, but just kind of dreading that first day back at work, like, oh, back to the grind. I was legitimately excited. I was like, I, I set up my outfit for today before the before I went to bed last night. It's the second bluff. You're just like loose aggressive. You're like a Scandinavian boy on Adderall. Yeah, Las well, Vegas. I got the look to, to match yeah, it. Yeah, you do. Uh, but no, legitimately excited to get back and do the shows. Obviously plenty to talk about with what happened uh, in our, 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 our respite. And so it's, nice. it's good. It's just good to be back. Back in the routine, I like I like routine. Like even on my like week off or two weeks off, like try to get into a routine. It just makes me. I know like I, I feel better when I'm in in a routine. So I'm happy. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be doing all the shows, man. I'm I'm in a good place. I got so much to talk about with you. I I I, I truly do. Uh, so I'm gonna probably be firing questions at you, and I have so many things to tend to here. But just at around 10:41 in a commercial break. I said to you, I said, you know what I'd like to do in 2024? And I had been thinking about it, so it wasn't just like an impulsive thing. I'd like to try to do QFTA every day. Now, I am saying on January 2nd, our first business day of the year, there is a chance this may be the only day we do this with the <laughs> intent of doing it every day, in part um, because of radio slash podcast responsibilities other than this particular one, the Tim McKernan show from the Longo Big Studios. Um, but then also, and certainly more often than not, I have sound stories at 1130. Usually that's when my sound stories are oftentimes scheduled, but that doesn't mean we couldn't do it later and I could do it from my house. But in order for it to be on the TMA YouTube channel, which we're on right now, do you have to be at the station? No, there are workarounds where I can be. Okay, because that, then that would be. that yeah. would. I mean, we could still do audio. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I like doing the YouTube thing. Me too. I like doing it. I just like doing it, and I feel like like we're not, I mean, we're, it's not that we're not giving it. It's just, I think it's got it's got higher potential. I think every, every show we're involved in actually has higher potential. But then again, I'm fucking insane when it comes to ambition. Yeah, but self-belief is uh, the first ingredient to making... Is it self-belief, or is it just constant state of unhappiness? The lines are blurred on that mm, one there, T-Mac. Mm. Like, I, I think you go, you know, I, I, you have to have self-belief. 
And whether that's justified or not, it's the only way to have success. No one's ever gotten success thinking that they stink at what they do. I guess maybe some people have. But deep down, I think they believe what they are doing can aspire to be better or reach higher heights. And so, yeah, I like, and I like the idea of doing Here, that. I'll day. tell you exactly. Number one, I was watching a Stern interview. Uh, I love watching those interviews. God, it puts me in a good I'll probably do that at some point here over the next uh, 24 hours. And just going through a bunch of them. Uh, the delightful Bradley Cooper was one, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sammy Hagar, nice. uh, who very very popular around these halls since KC95 is right down the hallway, and uh, he was talking about his relationship with the uh, late Eddie Van Halen, and uh, how he butted heads with uh, Eddie's brother Alex Van Halen, and uh, how he still tours with their uh, legendary bassist Michael Anthony, and they're going to be coming to St. Louis. Their final show for that uh, tour is actually going to be in St. Louis. He has a unique relationship with St. Louis. Anyway, I'm not trying to go down Red Rocker history. This will all tie together. He said, "Why don't?" Or Stern said, "Why don't you and and Alex get along?" And he goes, "Well, I think in part Alex just doesn't want to play without his brother. He's always played with his brother, so I don't think I think that's part of it." And then he said, "I just tend to, I can make some enemies." And he goes, "I think the reason I make enemies is because I'm so ambitious." And I go, "God, I wonder if that. I wonder if that's. I don't know if I necessarily have a lot of enemies. Like the enemies I have, I'm like I'm like that's good that they're. Enemies. <laughs> I don't really want those as allies. Like I feel like that's a check mark, but I feel like. And I was saying to my wife, we went to uh, to dinner. Wonderful place, by the way. Have you been to Louis? No, in Demun. Yeah. No, I've only heard incredible things. Holy about crap! That. Yeah, that's where Drake obviously well, shuts down the restaurant when he comes. Me, then Drake. Yeah. Right. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Ambition and self confidence. You said the lines are blurred. And there's a. <laughs> there's the prime example. <laughs> but I said I think the thing is ambition makes the unambitious uncomfortable, and she goes, Yeah, there's there's probably truth to that because i would rather be unambitious yeah i think there is like the unaware unambitious who probably wouldn't care but there's the aware people who are aware that they're not as ambitious as they should be and they get on god i'm getting confused but i want to understand what are you saying so people who don't like think that they are ambitious or people who don't think they're ambitious right but want to be more ambitious or are aware that they can be more ambitious, get un- uncomfortable by ambition. And those okay. who are like blissfully ignorant on their lack of ambition don't care one way or another. Okay. I follow you. Yeah. I follow you. Yeah. I, I, and I, the observation I was making to her was as somebody who is ambitious, which I think, think it might it might be a trait that is admired in some capacity but it's not an it's, as i've said well, i think probably a hundred times on this podcast it's not a pleasant way to really go through life uh you don't want to be around those who aren't ambitious mm-hmm. so for example you i don't know you don't have like my thing but i don't i you know i'd be weirded out probably if you did but you certainly have ambition yeah. but i don't know what is your ambition I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if I can point to like a singular thing that I am ambitious about. I just know I always want to do not only the best that I can, but also like always strive to do like one step better. Like, you know, and understanding that it's a process and things aren't just going to be handed to you. Sometimes you got to shovel some shit. I always say that, you know, every, every once in a while you got to shovel. That's the deal, right. Yeah, I yeah, think that's exactly uh, right. Henry Hill and Goodfellas says every once in a while some, everyone takes a beating and that's just the way it is. 
And so kind of understanding it's a process, but, you know, not waiting. It's like a, it's a, a great tango of waiting for stuff to come to you, right. but also going and getting it. Right. And knowing I which like it, this. I like where you are. And knowing what's the right time for either. Because if you wait in the wings and just think things are going to come for you, that's not going to happen. But you also can't be overly, you can't overreach. You know, you can't start to, you know, bypass the process. You got to understand, hashtag trust the process. And also understand that, you know, while trusting the process, take the opportunities that are given to you. So kind of doing that balance act, and there's no exact science to it. It's an inexact science. But understanding that balance and knowing when's the right time to strike and when's the time to kind of lay in the weeds, I think is, is a valuable thought process. Got it. I follow you on that. So I, I've been thinking about a wide variety of things, some of which, which will not be discussed on, on this particular uh, podcast you and I have talked about, off-air, some of which I can talk about on-air, um, and, and some potential things, um, things wouldn't be the right move, but d- decisions uh, to make this year and, uh, and, you know, plays, moves to make. Uh, and I certainly think a lot about it, but, I, you know, as much as I was thinking about that during the downtime of the week in between Christmas and New Year's, I can't tell you. I cannot tell you how much, and I think this changes once you're a, a parent, but maybe it, maybe it doesn't. I don't know because maybe some parents are like, I can't wait to get back to work because I, this is torturing me being with kids and so on. for this. But I can't tell you how much I love the week in between Christmas and New Year's because people, everybody, not 100%, but for the most part, to the point that I feel comfortable using the word everybody even though it's not absolute, kind of stands down mm-hmm. and exhales. And so when you're ambitious and you feel like you're always charging the hill, even if you don't necessarily need to be, but it's just your psychological predisposition, fortunate or unfortunate as may be, it's the one week that I give myself to just go right. and truly be as present as I am capable of being with my wife and my two sons. And now that my uh, younger son, who will be two here in a few weeks, is more of a, you know, person than he was at this time last year as far as being basically an infant. And, of course, having a six-year-old, God, I just loved it. I just, I, I, I was just so grateful for that time. And, and, and you know, if you were to ask me, what would you guys do? And I go, yeah, we went, to, we went to lunch a bunch, and we went to the Blues game, and we just hung out. But, I mean, I'm like, we didn't really, like, do that much, but... We just were, the four of us were together, and that was the best, and that's all. So it's interesting that my ambition career-wise is like, whatever, I don't know, unhealthy or super healthy, depending on your perspective. But it's not like, oh, so it's I can have this and then do extravagant things. <laughs> it's more for seeking the ability to go, fuck off, I don't want to do it, I want to be with my family, yeah. and I'm not really going to be taking your particular order today. Or any day, and you can piss off. Right. Uh, that is, I think, I think that's what I'm. I think that's what I'm chasing. I think that's what I'm chasing. It's all about balance with anything, you know. If you, you know, you got to balance out. Work-life balance is obviously a big topic, and now 2024, the year I still get used to saying. So I think that's just kind of the nature of it. Is you want to balance out your life. If you're always ambitious in one element of your life, it's probably best to. And you, know, and you can have ambition to literally just do what you want. Like the ambition to do whatever you like, and if that's just hanging out with your family and enjoying the time and being present in that moment, 
then that, that ambition is something you can always strive for and being in a position where you can do that. So I think it kind of it's works good knowledge, and that's good knowledge. Uh, let's see, I posted on the TMA fan page on Facebook uh, that we would be doing QFTA uh, and uh, Manchild79 uh, needed to know the picture of the last I posted. It's usually one of two. Who are they, Jackson? Probably Ella Reese. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who's the other one? Um, no, I know. The, the other one is uh, their names are so you know striking that it's tough. They it's are. crazy that I'm forgetting it. Right. Um, maybe starts with an A or something. Nice. Uh, Angel Reese. Ella Reese, Angel. I feel like Angel Reese is like a person. Angel Reese is a person. She plays for LSU. <laughs> uh, um, oh, God, boy. Uh, Not a fan. Uh, all these self-promoters are janky. Um, <laughs> that sums it up, yeah. actually. Yeah. Damn it. Why can't I think of the other person? Abigail Mack. Abigail Mack. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, so uh, Manchild79, if you're uh, watching, Abigail Mack is the answer. Uh, all right. So I said I want to do, I'm going to try to do one of these per day that we're both working and business days. So on holidays, vacation days, no. Right. But maybe we will. I don't know. And I just, I don't know. I just want to, because I enjoy doing it. But that means they will be shorter, mm-hmm. theoretically, unless there's a big piece of news. And uh, you can always send in your questions, comments. Maybe this gets us more erotic stories. I God, think we got I two so. last year. Yeah. You yeah. think we'll get more than two this year? We haven't. We didn't get one past the uh, like autumnal equinox. Yeah, it was a dry. It was a dry fall it and an was. even drier winter so far. God Almighty, uh, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Maybe I need to. Maybe we'd get more if I didn't use my personal email address because people are like, "Oh, he's going to see it's me," and they're conscious of that. I don't. But they know. can use a fake. Well, I guess if but they then will. you got to set up a burner. That's, that's telling you. you know, I, can tell I know, you. but that's that's like a, a step that some may not want to take. Uh, so I don't know. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com is where you can send him for the time being. Uh, thank you to all the sponsors of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. I made reference to the wonderful people at Longo Biggs, sponsor of our studios online at LongoBigs.com. James Carlton, who was in the studios this morning on TMA, online at CarltonInsurance.net. Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at DesignAirService.com. And Jamie Burkard, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast at Munganast St. Louis Acura and Munganast Burkard, Alton Toyota, online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. And finally, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com. Jackson, I received this on the day before Christmas Eve. On uh, Saturday, December 23rd at 3.43 p.m. Hi, Tim. I'm a fan of the show. I guess the second line of an email to you is where I'm supposed to complain about the show. <laughs> that's good. I have to say, that's, that's, that, that's very, kind of formula. very astute. <laughs> uh, however, I won't do that. I'm a father of two girls, and I have a couple pages on a word file of quotes that come in handy either when dealing with my kids or in business. You occasionally bring up two quotes from Bert Kaufman that I want to add to my list. For those not familiar... Uh, Bert Kaufman, just passed away, actually, a few months ago, was the owner of WGNU 920, and that's who we did a deal with uh, to escape the man and woman 10 years ago, and I brokered time from. He owned the station. I brokered Monday through Friday all 24 hours of programming, and we set up CBS Sports 920. Uh, So Bert Kaufman was the owner, I think, all the way until super recently, 
He just sold the stations before he passed, I believe. Uh, one is something regarding not to engage with a liar, and the other is to not get involved with something with zero upside. Can you share those two if you don't mind? I know you're off, so if you don't get to this email until January, it's totally fine. Hell, if you don't get to it all, it's no biggie. Just thought I'd ask. Merry Christmas slash prominent winter holiday. Oh, wow. And he gives his full name. Fred Dressel. Is it Labadee, Missouri? Labadee? You're not familiar with that? I feel like I'm saying it right. Oh, I have no idea. 636 area code in Franklin County. Probably not considered part of the greater St. Louis area by Iggy. Uh, that is Fred Dressel with the question. Thank you, Fred. You all, For the record, for those of you who want to email things in, you never have to include your full name. Fred chose to, uh, and I appreciate that. Do you recall the two quotes that I often cite from Burt Kaufman? Boy, you're being put to the test. Oh, for one so far in L. Reese, by the way. I know one. And Abigail Mack. Horrifying. And the one is don't engage in a war of words with a known liar. That's essentially the quote, yes. And then the second one is don't invest any time with something that has zero upside. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Two, I great, can, two great quotes. And they weren't and they weren't said like, hey, I'm about to bestow wisdom upon you. Like you're scrolling through TikTok. That's my algorithm. Do you get that? God, do I'm I I'm telling you. I, I, the charlatan life advisor... I know I feel like I'm talking about it every week on this podcast. Now now we're daily. At least today we are. <laughs> I mean, I'm just in awe. Yeah. It's the astrology of, of, That's of, nice. of self-motivation. Watch me use big words that... Have, and yell at you. That like could apply to any single human, but address them to you. I feel badly for these people who are like liquidating to take money out and just like get into real estate thinking that they, cause there's some guys screaming with it. That they don't have any real estate or that they're, right. you know, only growing 8% year over year is no path to being rich or you can be rich. It's a choice and just start screaming at you for being a pussy. Yeah. Uh, and, and these people who are taking the motivation aren't getting motivation to like send six emails, fill out a spreadsheet and do 30 minutes of cardio. Like it's not, these people aren't conquering the world. I am tell I am I'm in awe of it, but then at the same time we are living in a time of susceptibility to stupidity like I've never seen in my life. Yeah. And I if anything, I hope that there'll be a moment of of recognition both with that and with social media. And I assume I guess they go kinda go hand in hand where people go, Boy, wasn't that really dumb when we did that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And these these people will be exposed, just screaming at you for not being rich and that you're a pussy, and that if you just if you just worked hard, you could be a multimillionaire. Yeah. Oh, you woke up at nine? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> God Almighty. Yeah. Anyway, when Bert and I were having this conversation, uh, there was a set of circumstances with regard to the public war of words with a liar. Uh, that I can recall. I was sitting in his office. His office looked like something truly from like the 1960s <laughs> uh, with just files everywhere, everywhere. And I said, yeah, this is, this is a tough spot because the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is printing things that are just, and they're, they're quotes, it's not just like bad information, right. that are just absolutely false. And he goes, well, that's not a problem. And I said, well, I'm going to disagree <laughs> with you. And he goes, well, why is it? I mean, you never, you never get in a public war of words with a known liar. And I go, I mean, it was, it was just, it was, I think the fact that he delivered it so like, what are you fucking thinking about? Right. Why, why would you know you can't quote, because you, you, the person is going to just keep lying. Yep. So it's not like you say this and they're going to go, oh, I'll stand down. They're just going to keep, if they're lying originally, they're just going to keep, and I go, yeah. And for whatever reason, that was my moment of, 
serenity on that. And maybe I was just looking for a deus ex machina, mm. God out of a machine. Did you know that one? Oh, yeah. Was, wow. It's Literary ex- device. It's the cheapest crutch of all wow. action. I, I activated you. It's the cheapest crutch you can use. Oh, oh, this person who is nowhere near the scene 20 minutes ago. Uh, Arya Stark. It's a prime example of some... World, the whole show is dead. They do Deus Ex Machina. Like every, how many times in Game of Thrones was someone staring at them with like a knife, and then they get stabbed in the back or in the head? Like right. every time. Like you can sense when the Deus Ex Machina is about to arrive. Yeah. Oh, this main not character, in, not just in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, all the time. So I, that was just like I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. And maybe if he would have delivered, like he would have been shouting at me, like the <laughs> you know the charlatans on TikTok. But uh, I was just like, yeah, you're right. And so I guess, you know, people believe what they believe. I can't control it. But if I engage, it's not like it. I win. I, the people close to me know the truth. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, this person, most people know this person's got, you know, a situation going anyway. So you kind of go, yeah, okay. So there was that one. So essentially it was, and I don't know the exact words, but what you said was it. Never engage in a public war of words with a known liar. Yep. And it's so bait. I mean, these things aren't really, these aren't like formulas. They're just, so yes, write that one down. Uh, let me reopen the email, Fred. And then the second one was don't waste any time on something with no upside or never waste time on something with no upside, whatever it is, it's the same thing. And I mean, again, very simple. And I think they're the kinds of things that once you hear them, they're not tough to remember. And then also you go logically, that makes sense. So I think, and I'm not saying I used to spend a lot of time arguing with people on social media or message boards before, but I absolutely did spend time doing it. And once you do that, you go, yeah, what am I going to account like? Yeah, right. Like, what am, I, what, am I, what am I getting? Yeah, and there are times. And I'm not saying that was, that was what that was about, right. but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't recall what the moment was. I think it was all related to the same thing that when he said those things. So I don't know exactly, I remember what the specific one was with a never engage in a war of a public war of words with an own liar, but I don't recall what the thing with it, don't waste time on something with no upside, and it probably was an overlap there, if I had to guess. But once you hear that, you go, yeah, I mean, I got, I got, I got other things I can do or I want to do, and why would I spend time on something where there is no form of a financial return or an emotional return or a human return. And by that, I mean, like, I'm, I'm going to help you out. Like I enjoy having calls or email exchanges with young people who want to get into the business mainly because I'm trying to caution them, but, uh, or just in general feeling like, okay, I helped that person out. I didn't need to like send out a press release to let everybody know I was going to do something. That's to me, not charity. Uh, that's, a PR tactic. I enjoy that. That's, that's my return there that I feel like, okay, I helped somebody, but yeah, like, like the kind of shit, like, okay, I'm going to go on Twitter today and argue with something. Like what, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Like there are times where like you have to spend time on something with zero upside in the moment, but it might build to something with upside. That kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, where like everyone eventually has to show some shit. Everyone's going to take a beating, but in your free time, especially, or on things that you have a lot more control over, if it has no upside, it's truly like, what's, what's the point of even dealing with it in the slightest, you know, and arguing with people on social media, I would describe as uh, the North star for doing something that has zero upside. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. So I would love to, and I've talked about this. I think I talked about it with Dotum, actually, because Dotum happened, Deep Dotum, for uh, TMA listeners, is one of the, like, first, he's like one of those normal guys, but also he's incredibly smart and grounded. And I would love to have a place where people could have good faith discussions and debates. Like, it's a shame that Gabe DeArmond couldn't be on the show today because I disagree with a few things that he wrote regarding whether it be the Cotton Bowl or the, the impact of the SEC's perception based on the way they played Big Ten teams and so on and so forth. But it wouldn't have been like, okay, I'm going to stand up to game. We know each other. And I know it would have been like a good fa- – like, I love that. Yeah. Like Ed Herman, who's becoming the god of broadcasting, <laughs> um, when he comes in for his segments, like we, we had a – I can't recall what we were debating. Well, baseball's postseason. Right. I don't know if he really deep down believes what he was saying. And I'm not, I'm not accusing him of Orlovskiing or anything, but I'm just like – possibly really think like this baseball postseason format's great but either way it wasn't like oh i'm arguing with you know i you know, it's like it's a it's a back and forth and i i love that that is when next to a threesome my synapses are firing is when i respect somebody number one so i respect where they're coming from and then we're both we're going back and forth but it's not it's not fueled by anger or insecurity it's no, I really feel strongly about this, and the person I'm sitting across from, they really feel strongly otherwise. But what I was saying with, I think it was Dotum, but it might like to have, I think it might have been Carlos Spicy Wiener. Mm. Hell, I don't know. I know both of them, and I like both of them Great. and respect both of them, perhaps most importantly, is to have like a, a place, and I don't know where it would be, whether it be Facebook or some somewhere else, where it's a private group where it's that kind of conversation can exist and I think a lot, not I would say it would be produced from it, but I think perhaps you could challenge people's opinions on some things that are, for lack of a better term, byproducts of social media echo chambers yeah. and or dogma, social media dogma or just dogma in general. Um, and people would feel comfortable disagreeing as opposed to trying to win a debate in a comment section, yeah. you know, and then that leads to insults or, you know. Like the STL Today comments and YouTube comments. I'm not talking about these YouTube comments. I'm talking about like comments under a video, you know, whatever. Not, not good faith uh, discussions. And I love that. I love that. But then it'll be like essentially the third type of thing like that I've created. The inside STL message board being one. I didn't create the fan page, but, you know, you know I'm like, you always start off with these visions of utopian discussion right and then the result is like yeah i'm not going to participate in this This is a fucking mess i just you know (laughs) so so i i I think i've learned my lesson at this point and i don't really know what upside i'd get but i think if i was looking for upside be like i would love to while watching a game have a conversation with people i respect about the game in which if my opinion of the game in the moment turns out to be wrong you don't have, like, fuck boy, 
arrive after the game is over yeah. to say, wow, this aged well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Because things change and information changes. And I don't think it's necessarily admirable to dig in a position and double down on it just so you don't have to go, oh, it turns out I was wrong. Because I would imagine most people are not Nostradamus. If they were, they probably wouldn't share their insights and would just become multi-multi-billionaires or trillionaires from gambling. So things change. People don't necessarily know what is going to happen in the future. But I love having conversations with people whose opinions I respect. And uh, more often than not, I'm sitting with people who I think are way more intelligent than me or experienced than me in certain areas. And I just like to sit back and, you know, I'm, I'm on the Davenport. Huh. I'm watching them go to work. I just listen and take it all in. So, um, yeah, I probably won't do that, but I've, I've thought about that. But that's, that, that's when I think about things with no upside. It's not just that, though. Uh, I, I, I've talked about with Inside STL how I used to write a column every single day from the start, every Sunday through Thursday anyway. And there was no return. Yeah. I suppose you can say, well, you're building up the quote-unquote brand, but that it just, it, there was no advertising on it. It was on, on that on my column. Anyway. And how much time I spent away from significant others and away from family to make sure I'm writing a column. You just look back on that. And again, that's just one of those things that with time you learn, which is why, I don't know if I would say I'm jealous of you. If anything, I guess I'm happy for you that I feel like you have some wisdom that I wish I had at 25 where you're not going to get upset by some of the shit that used to upset me and you are not going to waste time on some of the shit that I used to waste time on. And you will therefore have a better 25 through... 45 than I had because I was dealing with the shit that Bert Kaufman made reference to with those two quotes, never waste time uh, on something with no upside and don't get in a public war of words with a known liar. So I really, you can't sum up life that way, but those are two nice guidelines to go by. So uh, astute on Fred's part for uh, asking about that. I'm always happy to uh, to restate those yeah, because I think that there is a great deal of value because I truly have, and I've, I've lived by tr- to each their own, I mean, which, which is essentially some people like things and some people don't like other things. I don't know how that doesn't work for people, but I suppose people can poke holes in that and then treat others how you want to be treated, which has its origins. I would, my understanding of its origins is the New Testament, but I would imagine you're well-versed in it and you're not a student of the New Testament. So, you know, it's, 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 I think it's a, a universe, it's a uni- universal, yeah. you know, it isn't, it isn't a Christian or Catholic thing. Yeah. It's just life is better when you are for your money treating people kindly and there's no need. And I listen, it's not something that I've executed flawlessly by any means, but it's a guideline again, kind of like never waste time on something with no upside and don't get in a public war of words with a known liar. How many people actually would be in a spot where they're getting in a public war of words with a known liar? Yeah. That's probably just, I was one of the lucky ones yeah. that, that, you know, one in a million that got that opportunity. Yeah. But uh, the other three can apply to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Wikipedia, the golden rule, it's treat others how you want to be treated. There you go. It's just a simple, it's a universal truth. Yeah. And it is. And I really adhere to it. Uh, What are some other, I'm I'm, I'm truly curious. This is my own selfish interest. Other quotes that you have found in your life that are simple, that have been truthful, uh, that experiences, do you have any that we have not touched on? A hundred times I've said it on this podcast or TMA, but it's, quote from Ted Lasso, be curious, not judgmental. Mm. And I think it's the one of the best 
pieces of, of, of life advice you could ever get. It's, I think it's the, the perfect way to look at the world, no matter the topic, is be curious, not judgmental. You know, question your original thinking on things. That's just a, a foundation of critical thought. But being curious and not judgmental, I think, is so important because humans, by human nature, are quick to judge. But once you become curious and you start asking questions as opposed to making declarative statements, you'll find yourself feeling at least like you gave your best effort to understand things that you might not have a great knowledge of. And if nothing else, I think that's worth so much. You know, If you're not aware of a situation, be curious and don't immediately rush to judge. And uh, I think people in general don't do that. What was Grangster Pete's advice to you? Don't, uh, don't listen to the opinions or criticisms of those who do not know you personally. I think, and that's a great piece of it. I think I've kind of taken that. I haven't taken that per se, but it's now become kind of a reality. Like, I don't care about an opinion if it's from someone I don't respect. Mm -hmm. And that's really simple. Now, that that one, that's just a life experience one. That wasn't like Bert Kaufman at 85 years old pulled me aside. That was just, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, I don't really have much, you know, we probably wouldn't hang out. Right. You know. Right. And if you don't know the person at all, you can't really have respect for them. Right. So it's not like a but disrespect. But part of the way for me to respect somebody is for how they come to the table with their point. Right. So if you come at it with, you know, which is kind of like maybe this is the 101 text line lesson <laughs> after two years of balloon party. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't even know what grammatical sign that was that you implemented in that sentence. Um, I don't know what word that is. I know it's usually in English language alphabet, but it, it you know, you, you, know it, this, the, you make moonshine. And therefore, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> I, always, I can't, yeah. you know. But if somebody goes, hey, you know, I think, I think you don't know me, but I listen to the show or I listened to this episode of the show or I've been listening or I stopped listening because of this and then later I'm in I'm yeah. in on the conversation right and I think that that is uh again that that's just one of those things that comes from experience Bert's quotes you don't have to have had the experience to know like for you I mean how many things have you wasted time on that don't have upside probably not that many I don't know maybe you would say oh, I've wasted a lot of time on things that don't have upside and again the, the public more words with a known liar that's that's a that's a one-off thing uh, that most people probably won't experience, but yeah, it's you simplify things, and I like to pass them along because ideally it helps people have a better life experience. So if that can be something that people get from this podcast, that's wonderful. I think people will also have a better life experience if we have erotic stories on the podcast. Agreed. And uh, I just think it's high time. You know, I've shared a few of mine. Unfortunately, mine always start with a gentleman putting his hand on my ass. <laughs> twice or the gentleman in the office chair uh yeah you know going to work on himself yeah same girl was involved oh same girls were involved actually oh wow with those but two different gentlemen Mm, both of which had stories to tell well i mean one was masturbating in my office chair and the other one just kept putting his hand on my ass separate though yeah there weren't a bunch of guys making moves on me no no but there's two common denominators the two ladies there. So maybe that's have, correct. Maybe and that's that, that's wonderful. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I need to start the fire on erotic stories. But, you know, I mean, didn't somebody have like a new, like, let me tell you something. New Year's Eve used to be the hotbed of 
the lesbianism. Oh, really? Absolutely. Wow. Starting the new year off right. Oh, my God. <laughs> the greatest. I feel like like four or five New Year's Eves were... Just sapphic. Yeah, I th- as a matter of fact, I think we're probably celebrating like the 15th anniversary of the guy jacking off in my office chair. <laughs> that was on uh, New Year's? Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, pretty sure. That's, that's a new piece of information. To yeah. Story. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what a way to ring in the new year by... <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally on New Year's Day, yeah. granted, albeit dark and at three in the morning, right. I peek over and oh, it would have been this way. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Let me grab this stranger's <laughs> office chair. And while... Wheel it, wheel it in. Right. And while they're engaging in coitus, coitus that theoretically I should be involved in. Yeah, I mean, if I were him, I would have been... I'm going to handle myself right, right here in this gentleman's office chair. Mm. And uh, that's going to be how I'm going to start my new year. Mm. Yep, yeah, I, I, I remember... This was, this was, this was what I... I thought. Yeah. But it was so great here, my water bottle, my right. purview. I don't know if you can see the water bottle on the YouTube front of me that I was able to move on. But let's say that I'm just watching television pointed the direction of the water bottle and then I turn this way and there's no other, there's no two women right. involved and there's just a gentleman directly behind me beating off on my office chair. Why at that point I'm probably more focused on what's doing back 100%, there. Yeah. See what I'm saying? It's all about perspective. Too. Yeah. And Bert Kaufman never touched on that. But without his wisdom, I still am able to, right. to, to come to terms with that. Uh, Jackson, I mean, this is day one. How long do we go? Mm. 30 minutes? 30, uh, closing on 36. 36 okay. minutes. All right. That's about what I expected. Okay. I don't know. Maybe we'll be back tomorrow. I hope so. I got I got plenty from last week. We only did cool. one question last week. Yeah. But uh, Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com is where you can send them. I'd like to do it daily. I don't know if we'll do it daily. I don't know how deep down you feel about doing it daily. I do. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. There, there will be times, though, where this will go like an hour and 20 minutes, and then it'll be like, That's well. That's a problem, yeah. We're going to do that daily. Different, But all honesty, I love doing QFT. I love doing all three shows. That we do, but I really love doing QFTA because it's like full on, like let it all loose. So I'm happy to do it. I'm going to share what has been going on in my mind right here. You know what? No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to do it on tomorrow's edition. Yeah. Y'all didn't even know you got teased. Yeah. Y'all didn't even know you got teased. Uh, Yeah, because it's, it's been on my mind here for a week or two. And what I'm thinking of being a plan and how it ties everything together, including this and TMA and sound story and uh, and where things could be heading here for all of it. Uh, and I'll talk about that on tomorrow's edition of QFTA. That's right. We're back again tomorrow. At least that's the plan. Can't wait. Bart uh, Scott. For uh, Jackson Burkett, I am Tim McKernan from the Longo Big Studios. This has been QFTA on the Tim McKernan Show.